Hello, this is Curtis Edwards, Vice President of Investor Relations at Hudson Investing. Are you ready to start building your multifamily portfolio? Kent and I are excited to announce our newest deal in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This 157-unit property offers a unique chance to acquire a B-class value-add property for just $120,000 per door. This is well below replacement costs. De-risking the deal even further is a favorable loan assumption with over six years remaining at 3.73% fixed. With 50 economic development projects underway and 70,000 jobs within a 20-minute drive, the South Carolina upstate region is primed for above-average job, population, and rent growth. Don't miss out on this exclusive deal. Find the link in the description notes to learn how you can invest. Um, and I don't know who it was on a podcast, but they said, you know what? You can't save your way to wealth. And that kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. And even like The Millionaire Next Door, that book, um, you know, they talk about The Millionaire Next Door, but it's over like decades of saving and being diligent. And I, I just wanted to see what was out there that I could do today to improve my tomorrow. Welcome to Right Around Real Estate, the show about how to passively invest like a pro. On each episode, I interview real estate experts who give their top investing advice, strategies, and tools, and I break down their insights into practical steps to avoid the pitfalls and make better investments. I want to help you passively invest like a pro. This is Ritter on Real Estate, and I'm your host, Kent Ritter. Hello, fellow investors. Welcome to another episode of Ritter on Real Estate, where we teach you how to passively invest like a pro. My, I am Kent Ritter, as usual, and I am here today with Tim Lyons. And Tim is a managing partner of Cityside Capital. He's a real estate syndicator and focuses on bringing strong returns to his investors <clears throat> through his investments. He's also a lieutenant in the New York City Fire Department. And until recently, he was working in the, in the ER as a level one trauma center nurse. So sure says some good stories through that but tim excited to have you here today excited to hear your story and this evolution in into multifamily and uh but before we dig in right there tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh how you got to where you are today yeah kent thanks for having me on the show um much uh, much appreciation for that and uh yeah, I mean, uh, it's a quite a quite an interesting combination, right? Uh, ER nurse, firefighter, and now real estate syndicator. Uh, it's not every day you kind of meet one of those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so listen, I um, I was one of those kids as a, um, growing up in a, in a, uh, a neighborhood right outside of New York City. I uh, was obsessed with fire trucks from a young age. I used to chase them around the neighborhood, you know, and um, you know, make my mom kind of drive me all over town if there was a fire. I wanted to go watch it. And I could never shake it. So I get to college and I'm in college, 9-11 happens. And my uncle Al was a captain in the New York City Fire Department and he was uh, crushed under Tower 2. And uh, he ended up having a special radio that he could kind of talk directly with the dispatchers and they were able to get him out. Um, and I really think like right after that, you know, I'm, I'm up at, you know, Providence College up in Rhode Island. I'm, you know, 180 miles away from New York City. And um, I just knew that there was, you know, people that I knew and, um, people that were going to be close to our family that would have been involved and impacted by this. And 
obviously it came true. So I think right after that, like that day, I said to myself, I, I'm going to be a New York City firefighter. That's it. Like I just watched those guys on the news. And, you know, it, I was sold. And, you know, I finished out college and um, two weeks after graduation, I got called to be a, a New York City firefighter. And it was like a dream come true. I mean, the timing couldn't have been any better. And, um, and I loved it. You know, I was 22. I was I had this great job. It was exciting. I mean, it was it was thrilling. Um, and a lot of firefighters work on the side. You know, we work 24 hour shifts and then we have a couple of days off uh, in between our 24 hours shifts. And a lot of guys are handy and they do, you know, roofing, construction, contracting, HVAC. And I don't have any of those skills. So I kind of um, I was a role player with some of those guys, you know, um, but I just knew I didn't want to do kind of manual labor. So I went back to nursing school. I, I had worked with a bunch of nurses, uh, guys who, you know, on the side worked at a hospital or home care, and um, they talked me into it. And it wasn't a hard sell because I always joked that I was pre-med for about 15 minutes back in college, you know, before I, <laughs> before the wheels fell off kind of. And um, um, so, yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of what I did. And, you know, for a while, you know, and in the meantime, I got married, I had my first kid and you know, when my kids were little, they're 10, 7, and 2 now, but when they were little, they didn't really notice if I was working 70, 80, 90 hours a week, and, you know, the bills were paid, we had some savings, it was going on vacations twice a year or something, and, you know, it was all good, um, but then they got a little bigger, and started talking, and they were, like, missing me, and, and guilt-tripping the heck out of me, like, Daddy, you just got home last night from the firehouse, and now you're going to go to the hospital, and I could tell my wife was feeling it. I was feeling it. My kids were feeling it. And I just knew there had to be a better way. And, you know, real estate kind of was always in the back of my mind that someday I'll get into real estate. Someday I'll do this and someday I'll do that. And, you know, I think I was just stuck with that narrative in my head. Of, you know, I can't, I can't do it. I don't have enough money. How am I going to get into it? You know, <clears throat> and, you know, I just started to slowly educate myself, you know, um, I, I was always interested in finance been reading the wall street journal since college um, and I started reading books and then I got into podcasts and then I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? The book that kind of changes everybody's uh, mindset around real estate investing. And that was the summer of 19. And Kent, by November of 19, I was closing on my first three family property with uh, a friend of mine had gone into it with me. And, um, you know, uh, very, very shortly thereafter, we had our proof of concept, my wife and I, we did better on our taxes. We had some cash flow coming in and you know, I had, I had enough capital for maybe one more similar type purchase. Um, but I just didn't feel like the three family was moving the needle for me in a way that I wanted to jump into another one. Um, so, you know, I, I continued down the education piece and I kept on hearing about multifamily real estate. And again, the limiting beliefs kind of creeped in, you know, I don't understand the spreadsheets and the underwriting and how do you value it and, you know, net operating income and cap rates. And I was kind of lost and you know, I kept on hearing about people getting educated with a mentorship or a coaching program. And, you know, I always joke that, you know, I have a healthy dose of skepticism baked into my DNA. And I just didn't know that there was an ROI to pay for coaching or to pay for a mentor. Um, I wasn't there yet, but I started to reach out to some students of different programs and getting their feedback. And I, it kind of crystallized to me that if I wanted to maintain the W-2 uh, job as a New York City firefighter, and, and do this real estate that I really kind of needed, you know, that extra push and that accountability and the certainty and the clarity that a network of like-minded individuals would kind of bring to me. Um, so March of 2020, 
you know, right before COVID kind of ramps up, I, I joined uh, a mentorship program and, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I kind of got around my limiting beliefs and I came out of pocket and, 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 and paid for it. And as you know, you know, right around that time uh, is when COVID kind of hit. So it uh, wasn't the best time to get into multifamily real estate, but, you know, for me, if, you know, there never is going to be a perfect time. Um, and, you know, I can talk a little bit more about that onboarding process uh, because it was a little um, unique uh, with COVID, but um, I'll throw it back to you to see if you want to unpack any of that. Yeah, Tim, I think there, there's a lot there, right? I, I think that, you know, starting out, uh, you know, you're called to serve, you become a firefighter, right? You're, then you're, you start working two jobs. Man, I really resonate with the the idea of like like your kids and family, you know, missing you, guilt tripping you. I mean, really, this I mean, just such a similar situation uh, to what I was in, and and we've both been able to find freedom in this, and so that's fantastic. That's really the name of the game, right? Is that that time freedom to to do what you want and be the the husband and father that you want to be, right? So that that's awesome. Congratulations there. But absolutely, let's go back. So your you know, you're working at the fire, you're working the two jobs, uh, you're kind of living the W2 lifestyle, right? You said a couple of vacations a year, you're doing this, doing that, but you know, and, and it even sounds like the work was pretty satisfying, but you just didn't have that balance, right? You did, you didn't have any work-life balance at that point. And so you get into, and you're just thinking one, one day real estate, what was it that that really made you land on real estate? Why real estate as, as the next place you go from, from being a nurse? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I'd been down the rabbit hole of these podcasts and when, you know, I've always kind of be conditioned to, you know, go to school, get good grades, go get a good job, max out your 401k, get a job with a pension if you can. And I was checking mm -hmm. all those boxes. Um, and I, you know, I understand the stock market. I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not a expert at it, but I understand it, you know, and there's ups and downs and, you know, and I just felt like I had no control. And I just felt like, you know, if I had excess cash and I put it into a Vanguard ETF or Fidelity, you know, um, you know, mutual fund, like that wasn't going to move the needle for me either. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who was on a podcast, but they said, you know what, you can't save your way to wealth. And that kind of hit me like a ton of bricks and even like the millionaire next door, that book, um, you know, they talk about the millionaire next door, but it's over like decades of saving and being diligent. And mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to see what was out there that I could do today to improve my tomorrow. And in that same podcast, when he said, you can't save your way to wealth, you know, he talked about equity, uh, whether it was real estate or a small business or, you know, um, getting in on the ground floor of an IPO or something like that. And, you know, that really kind of hit me. Like I need to find out about equity. I need to know how equity, you know, equity works and, and real estate to me at the time was just like that natural next step. Um, because I wasn't going to be doing any startup companies and, you know, I, I already had no time really. So, um, and I just really had that interest in real estate. So it, it just seemed so normal to me to kind of start educating myself on a topic that I was already, you know, pretty interested in. Um, so that's kind of how, you know, I, I, I made that pivot towards real estate. And, you know, the, the more education you get and the power of leverage and the power of, you know, equity and, you know, using other people's money um, to pay down, like, you know, for the tenants to pay down your, your, your debt and to pay your expenses. I mean, it was pretty powerful. 
And then all of a sudden you start talking about tax benefits to landlords and to investors. And I found myself reading text, uh, tax textbooks and tax, you know, books and signing up for tax webinars. I mean, stuff that I would never think that I would be absolutely highly engaged in. I was, I couldn't get enough, you know? Um, so one thing led to another and it just crystallized to me that this is right where I need to be. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you're taking accountability for your future, right? I think most people put it on autopilot and just say, well, you know, I'm going to sock it away in this 401k and kind of hope that, that one day I have enough to retire. Right. And, and kind of put it, put it yeah. in somebody else's hand, put it at the back of your mind. When in reality, I mean, that's the, that is to me, the most important thing you can do is just take the reins of your financial future and, and make sure that you're being proactive with that. Right. And so you start educating yourself, which, which, right. As we all know, I mean, there, there's no better return, right? Nobody can ever take that away from you. Um, if, if you lose everything, you can start over if you know what to do. Right. So that that's fantastic. And then real estate. Sure. I mean, checks all the boxes, right? I mean, that's why you do it. That's why I do it. Um, and, and as you get into it and, and I love the, the story about, you know, you didn't start big. You started with that that threeplex, but that that's absolutely perfect because you got into the game. And when you get into the game, you realize the the more hidden benefits, right? Tax savings and things like that 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 you start to see flow through, and it, and it really hits you, right? So that's that's awesome. I love that story. And so so you're you're in real estate, and you said, okay, well, I got this threeplex, but like you start doing the math and you're saying, okay, well, how many of these do I have to own to really get to where I want to be? Right. And it was probably a lot of three yeah. So you said, okay, I got to start scaling up. So how did you go about that process to go from, you know, to go from that point uh, to scale up and, and go into to larger multifamilies? Yeah, you're exactly right. I just want to stack on top of that threeplex. And uh, you know, when I first closed in that threeplex, I remember coming home to my wife and saying, "Babe, I'm going to buy 30 of these things, and it's going to be awesome." You know, and uh, you very quickly you realize you don't have enough money and for that. And then you know, am I really going to raise capital from from people to go buy 1920s built uh, threeplexes? Um, you know, that are just waiting to kind of have this capex tsunami kind of hit you? And the answer is no. So you know, that's when multifamily, I kept on hearing on the podcast, I kept on reading about it in the, in the books, uh, but I didn't understand it, but I, I, I started to investigate it just a little bit more go a little bit deeper. And, you know, all of a sudden I was like, wow, like you can, you know, you can have a, a, a 10 unit and it's really all the units are under one roof. So it's like, you have that scalability. And I started to investigate what scalability meant. And, you know, little by little, I was like, man, I, there's, there's no other way to, I have to do this. I don't want to be the guy to have 10 single family houses. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want to do and that's how you want to operate. But then like, you just hear so many stories of people who have 10, 20 single families who they built up over a number of years. And then like, they see the light after 10, 20 years, and then they sell them all and get into multifamily, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I just kind of wanted to, I was trying to find out where I fit in, in, in this whole space. So you know, I ended up saying to myself, all right, I want to do multifamily. What's, how can I do it successfully? And because at the end of the day, like I didn't have a ton of time to be making tons of mistakes and doing it by myself, even though my mindset at the time was me, 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 I, 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 I want to have control. I want to do it by myself. I want to make the money. I want to make decisions. 
you know, I wasn't at that point where I am today realizing that commercial real estate and actually real estate in general is a, is a team sport. Um, so I think once I kind of had that paradigm shift of a team sport mentality, I, I, was, I was way more open to uh, being mentored and coached. And, you know, that's, that's what I did. And, you know, to be honest with you, the program that I was, that I aligned myself with, if I lost everything today, I would go absolutely back to them on day one and I'd find a way to, to get back in because that has absolutely been the key to my success so far. Gotcha. Very good. You know, again, going out and finding the mentor, uh, you know, making it happen, get, getting things done and kind of just, again, taking ownership of, of your future here. So, so what was the next deal that, that you did after the threeplex? Yeah. So the next one was a 43 unit uh, syndication with uh, actually it was the guy who was mentoring and coaching me. Uh, it was his deal. And he gave me the opportunity of a lifetime to kind of get a behind the scenes look and a peek behind the curtain, if you will, on, you know, how a syndication works. And when I got into the multifamily mentorship, um, I, I thought I was going to do a 10 or a 20 unit building with my brother and my other brother and my dad, maybe and a friend or two, like, I didn't have any concept about the syndication model. I mean, I've heard of it, but I, that wasn't for me, I guess, you know? And then all of a sudden I had a chance to see exactly how it worked. And I had a chance to be, you know, at the table and then raise some money. And I, you know, at the time I was like, I don't know if I can raise 200 bucks, you know, and I ended up raising 150,000 for that first deal. And, you know, I, I was like, wow, like that's really powerful that you can not only you know, be a general partner in a syndication, but that you can actually have an opportunity for your inner circle, for your friends and family to, you know, deploy their capital into real estate and in a passive nature. Um, it, it, all of a sudden the light bulb went on and I was hooked on the syndication model. So uh, that was the first deal. And then, you know, uh, everybody hears about the law of the first deal, right, Ken? And um, very quickly thereafter, uh, deals two, three, four, and five came. So Wow. Very good. Very good. So, so, so you grew a lot in, in a short time, right? Let's say, let's say from that, that mentality of that threeplex up, up to how many units did you say now? 720 something you've been a part of? Yes. 726, I think. Yep. Oh, very good. So, so talk to me about, talk to me about how your mindset changed from from going back to that threeplex up, up to what you're doing now and, and talk to me how you, how about you, how did you overcome these, those limiting beliefs you talked about? Maybe what were the beliefs and then how did you get past them? Cause I think that can help other people who are, who may be thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much time you have because this is a loaded question, right? Um, but, you know, in short, you know, when I, when I decided to do this multifamily mentorship, I actually retired from the hospital because I just couldn't swing two jobs and then, you know, really kind of dive into real estate. So, you know, I let go of um, a side job that I was making like 30, you know, $35,000 a year, you know? Um, and at the time I'm, I'm paying for this mentorship and, you know, I, I was taking a big risk and, you know, COVID is about to hit. Um, so, you know, I, that first deal, I was still in the mindset that I'm Tim, the fireman and Tim, the ER nurse and Tim, the dad of three, uh, the married father of three girls. Like I didn't have that mindset that I was Tim, the real estate investor. So when that first deal came, like, I didn't even know how to raise capital. I didn't know how to even approach somebody with a deal. 
Um, and that was a big learning experience because what I found was you can't just start attacking your inner circle with like IRRs and cash on cash returns and equity multiples. I mean, they, they look at you like, you know, like you're making them dizzy, you know? Um, so that was a huge learning experience for me. And I think that was the impetus for me to say, okay, this thing has legs for me and I, I, I enjoy this and I like this model. Now I got to go figure out how to really kind of make it work. So it was the paradigm shift of Tim, the fireman, Tim, the ER nurse, to Tim, the real estate investor. That's kind of taking me to where I am today through, through the last, you know, uh, 12, 15 months. Um, and really just kind of, you know, embodying the, the fact that I know what syndication is. I know how it works. And now I need to basically tell people in a authentic, connected way, um, here, here's what I'm doing. Here's how I did it. I'm a regular guy, just like you. Um, you know, and, and this is how maybe you can be involved. You want to hear more about it. Yes. You know, and, and by and large, like just by doing that and not instead of, uh, going right to your people with like, you know, you know, returns and deals and, you know, whatever, um, that has been, you know, just instrumental for me and for my investors and for the success that I've had up until today. Yeah, no, I think that that's exactly, that's exactly right. And I can see why you've had the success that you've had. And so that, that, that's a fantastic story of really changing. You really changed your, your perception of yourself, right? And you, mm -hmm. you were able to, to kind of see yourself in a new way and therefore allow others to see yourself in a new way. And I think, I think that's really powerful. I mean, that's some powerful mindset stuff right there, right? I think really important, but important for people to know that, that that's possible and it's possible at any time in your life. And it's possible coming from, any career, right? I mean, I think that's what you're trying to talk about, right? Coming as, you know, a firefighter and a nurse. I mean, you didn't, you didn't have a finance background. You didn't have a real estate background, but you, you took charge, you educated yourself and look at the position you're in now, right? Well, that's to it. I mean, people, you know, for me at least, like when people see what we're doing, people are always watching what you're doing, right? I mean, I, th I just think it's our, in our nature, whether it's social media or your neighbors or your community, people know kind of what you're doing. And I find myself now I'm in the supermarket and people are like, yo, Tim, like, what is that real estate thing you're doing? You know, let's go get coffee next week. Let's go get lunch. You know, let's go get drinks, whatever, you know, and um, they're seeing what I'm doing, but also I'm kind of living it too. Right. I've, I've invested now as a limited partner in uh, a couple of deals. So I, I kind of know what it feels like to have good communication from the sponsor and maybe not so good communication from a sponsor. Um, you know, I've been a part of five syndications working on my sixth and I've kind of taken that experience and I'm, I'm trying to bring it forward with me so I can serve the investors the way that I want to be treated basically. And I think that there's been some, some early success with that, with that model. Um, you know, as far as, you know, um, syndications and real estate in general and being an, and being a firefighter and being a nurse. Um, and having that mindset shift, you know, up, up in the Northeast, like you really can't cash flow really that well um, in like the New York City area per se, you know, it's more of an, an, an appreciation play. So growing up and, and being a young adult and, you know, when you heard of real estate investing in New York City, it was really kind of buying hold like for a really long time. And then all of a sudden, like after a couple of decades, you look like a hero because it's appreciated, you know, so much. Mm -hmm. um, but investing for cash flow isn't really like the main driver sometimes. And again, it's market specific, you know, in the sub market as well. But 
you know, so real estate investing isn't really something that guys do um, in my, at least in my little ecosystem, you know? So, but then at the same time, they don't want to hear about a deal in, you know, Austin, Texas or Phoenix, Arizona, because they can't go drive past it, touch it, see it, you know, um, fix it if need be. So really getting people comfortable with like the passive side of investing and that, you know, now that when they, you know, when the investors got the K1 and they get those distributions, like it all starts to click. And now it's like, um, well, uh, let me know when you have another deal because that first one worked out pretty well so far. Um, you know, and that's just kind of how the, how the model for Cityside Capital has kind of, you know, gotten started. Uh, but we got started in a big way. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's, it, it is, I'm convinced the best way to build wealth and, and you don't really understand it until you, until you get on the inside, right? You do that first deal and, and you see it happen. I mean, the same thing happened for me when I started as an investor. So very good, Tim. Thank you for uh, being here and sharing your story. That's uh, it's, it's inspiring, right? The success you've been able to have. Before I let you go, I want to take you through our keys to success. I got four questions I want to ask you. And the first one is, you think about think about these deals uh, that you've done, the people you've partnered with, and, and if you could, as an investor, ask a deal sponsor just one question, what's that most important question? Um, it would be, you know, uh, you know, how do you communicate with your investors? How often? What kind of information do you put forward um, during the good times and maybe not the good times, the good and the bad? You know, um, I think it's really easy to report to your investors when things are just hit, being hit out of the park and everyone has this like little high uh, of a dopamine hit. But then, you know, COVID hits, maybe collections aren't as strong or maybe there's, you know, um, whatever, a chiller that needs to be replaced, you know, or something like that. You know, you really got to kind of just let people know what's going on. I mean, they are investing in real estate right alongside you. Um, and, you know, so I would just, I would just really kind of focus on that, uh, communication piece. Yeah. Great advice. I mean, I mean communication is key to so much in life, right? Mm -hmm. What are you most proud of in your career? Um, so in the multifamily space, I'm, I'm just proud that, uh, I am where I am today and I've been able to bring people kind of on the journey, you know, with me, you know, um, I think for so much of my life, it was kind of like me, 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 I, 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 how am I going to do this? And, you know, this kind of gives me an opportunity to not only, you know, work from home and have a great business um, and, you know, build wealth and have cash flow. And, uh, but it really kind of gives me an opportunity to kind of reconnect with a lot of people that I maybe haven't connected with in a long time and, you know, tell them what I'm doing. And, and a lot of them have jumped in, uh, you know, right alongside me. So, it's really having that impact uh, and helping people with, you know, what I, what I consider to be the greatest, the greatest wealth building tool available um, is multifamily real estate. Right on. What is a book that everybody should read? Oh, the story brand by Donald Miller is a must read. If you are an entrepreneur, um, real estate entrepreneur, uh, small business owner, uh, if you're starting out a website, if you're trying to get in the marketing space, uh, I mean, he is just a uh, masterful uh, storyteller and that book is super powerful. Awesome. Everybody, make sure you check that out. And last but not least, what is your number one key to success? Getting up early. Um, I used to kind of just wake up with the kids or, you know, wake up when the sun was beating on my face through the, through the window, you know. 
uh, and start my day. And since I've been doing this uh, real estate journey, I've been getting up at like five o'clock in the morning. Uh, and it hurts in the beginning, you know, um, it certainly hurts in the beginning. But once you get into the routine and you can get, uh, well, I get, you know, two, two hours of, of peace and quiet and I got time to think, I got time to respond to emails, I got time to get a little workout in, uh, you know, time to write down my goals, you know, without, you know, because all of a sudden the, uh, the gunshot goes off and the kids are awake and then, you know, you're off to the races, right? Uh, yeah. So for me, it's, uh, it's certainly just having that, um, that morning, that morning uh, routine. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I mean, if you've got smaller kids like, like you and I both do, it, it is the only peace and quiet you get, right? Got you got to get up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you got to beat everybody up. Well, awesome. Well, Tim, thank you so much for coming on the show today, sharing your your journey, crushing those limiting beliefs, and congratulations on your success. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be here, and I hope your listeners get something out of it. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Ritter on Real Estate. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on the content that will make you a better investor. Also, visit KentRitter.com for articles, videos, and tools curated just for passive investors. Until next time, this is Kent Ritter with Ritter on Real Estate. Now go out and invest like a pro.